Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Here we go. It's that time again. Happy Monday. It is Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious but very windy downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Monday, April 19, 2022. Uh, before we get rolling, I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the uh, Brady Sullivan, right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They've got a lot going on, but don't go there today because Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. Uh, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. They've got uh, Industry Night on Wednesday nights. Thursday night is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini, who, of course, also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. But Thursdays, he's at the Hop Knot. They've got live music Friday nights. Sometimes they do karaoke on Saturdays. They've got the Gender Blender events, which are very popular. And uh, in uh, just a couple of months, Juneteenth, a little under two months away, and we really look forward to that. Uh, so that's um, uh, there's a lot coming up at the Hop Knot. Uh, of course, let's see. Uh, first, we will introduce, uh, we've got a couple of uh, fine gentlemen on the couch. There's uh, Texas Mike over there. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, Texas Yeehaw. Mike. And next to him, of course, uh, someone you're all very familiar with, uh, mostly from his uh, vocal stylings and his very stylish, flashy belt oh, uh, you that, that he wears. <laughs> the People's Mayor, Glenn Reno Jacoby Willette. Welcome, sir. Jacoby. Jacoby, isn't Where'd that? Where'd you get that name? You told us last name, the RJ stands for Reno Jacoby. No, Joseph. I'm, Reno Joseph. I'm saying it wrong. I'm, You're I, saying it wrong. It's okay, I apologize. Reno's my middle name yeah. and Joseph's my baptism name. Right, okay. I had no idea. I thought Thanks that was for a, having me. I, well, you're very welcome, Glenn. As Joseph a, is my middle name, too. Wow. What it's a, a very common name, right? What, yes. Yes, it is a very common name. 
Uh, we have someone here who does not have a common name, however, making her debut on the show. Yaz is with us at the news desk. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, do you want to tell us your uh, your name that I can't uh, pronounce? I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> uh, it is actually a very common name. Uh, it's Yasemin, which is international. Some of you may have heard it as like uh, Jasmine. That's, that's Yasmina. How, that's how I'm used to hearing Yasemin, it. Yasemin. Yeah, yeah Yasemin. Yeah. 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 And then my last name is just two generations old because we're a bunch of hicks. So <laughs> it's just Safarzada, and the government gave it to us, and it means you were born in the city of Safar. Oh, pretty uh, easy. Yeah. So oh. we're just a bunch of hicks from. Welcome to the hicks. I'm a hick. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. Hello, brother. <laughs> Yaz, by the way, uh, now, uh, this is your first time appearing on the show. However, you have been spoken about on the show before because uh, back when we used to do the, uh, of course, they still do trivia night, Thursday nights at the Hop Knot, but back when uh, Jenny and I would participate when it was a team thing, you were uh, on the team with us uh, many a time. Yeah, several times, yeah. And it, we kicked Am I allowed to cuss? What's going you can we kicked ass, dude. We handed the asses of all of the university kids to them. Our team was amazing. So <laughs> I uh, greatly appreciate your revisionist history. <laughs> I, I'm on board. I'm, I'm just on saying, board. I mean, history is, you know, written and documented by the loudest people, and I'm I'm pretty loud. Like, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That, then I'm with you on that. Uh, Texas Mike, of course, was on the team, too. Yes. And, was. and I think even, uh, oh, now, you've never met Glenn before today, but I think, Glenn, did, Glenn, you you were on our team at one point, right? But probably not on, on, at the same time that Yaz was there because you hadn't met before. Team for what? Weren't you on our team once at Trivia? Yes, I was. I thought so. Yes, yes I was. Yes, it was yes. I'm glad it was memorable for you, sir. Yeah. Well, you know, you are, you are the people's he's mayor. He's busy on his TikTok right now. You know what it is? He's uh, he's blocking it out of his memory because no, uh, because it was not as successful as the times that you were there with us, Yaz, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when we uh, we just showed everybody up and uh, and and just claimed victory. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, actually listening, uh, uh, reading uh, Jenny's. Uh, um, Information on things that are going on. Okay. It's 136 miles per hour right now on top of Mount Washington. Oh, well, I'm glad we're not there. Then. I'm glad, too. That's, uh, yeah. that's, you that's hear a lot of wind instead of our mouth. That is that is uh, <laughs> very, very windy. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to get to know uh, Yaz a little bit. She's a very, very interesting person. Uh, Jenny told me about – Jenny has known you for a bit, and uh, she told me some really interesting things. So we're going to get into that, and uh, looking forward to talking with Yaz today. But uh, let me give the number if you'd like to call in, if you have a question or a comment on anything during the conversation. She's only here for the first hour, so if you've got anything specifically for Yaz, uh, don't, wait until the, uh, don't wait until after 5. So uh, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do, of course, is to give us a call at 603-250-6007 so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones. And we'll just say hello every uh, uh, to everybody quickly in the Facebook live chat. I see Rocky Huber in there says, what's up, family? Dirk Don, all the way from Iowa, of course, host of the Java Fog and the Arrogant Media YouTube channels. I suggest you subscribe to those. Great content. Dirk says, hey, guys, commenting online from the double wide as uh, the jealous one, as we refer to him, guest that I lived in, uh, as if that makes any difference. <laughs> Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us and says, hey, guys. Uh, let's see. Also, Easy G Eric Gagnon says, hey, bro, Texas Mike. 
uh, that I guess he's trying to be hip. He's saying, hey, bro, yeah, that's a, a new thing for uh, for EZG. And he says, happy Taco Tuesday. Uh, Dirk Don says, did you guys hear that Matt makes $350 per hour? Uh, that's a, I wish, but that's a little bit of an inside joke, but uh, not uh, not too inside. If you've been following a certain individual's videos, you, might know, the, nice. you might know the <laughs> reference. I know. Don't tell the IRS. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you. Uh, let's see. Jenny says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, let's Shalom. see. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yes, I've heard the two of you speak that way uh, to each other yes, at Trivia. Yes, we are I'm not chosen, but I'm officiated chosen, so it's fine. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, yes. Um, so tell us, I, I, I almost don't know where to start because, oh, I also see Alex Whiteley in the chat room. Sorry, Alex. I didn't see you right away. Alex all the way from the UK. And uh, Mary LeMay joins us as well. Hello, Mary. Hi, um, Mary. So it's hard to know where to start because you've got uh, you've got a lot going on. Um, Jenny was telling me about uh, your art career and, and your success in that. And of course, you've uh, you do a lot of activism, and you've got like uh, 17 degrees or something. What? Uh... Um, it's it's just it's like it's, <laughs> it's 3.5, but that's oh, okay. we're working yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm terrible at math, so yeah. I, you know, I, I anyway. But uh, I don't know. Oh, oh hello to uh, Jeff Nyan in the Facebook live chat. Hi, Jeff. Um, we'll uh, we'll address your comment, Jeff, uh, probably in the uh, second hour. But um, boy, so. Uh, do you want to start with the uh, with your activism? That's kind of what I'm interested in hearing about the most. Uh, it, I mean, what is it? Okay, so y'all call it activism and stuff, which so I I feel like a lot of our language is derisive, right? Like mm. all of like for the biggest example is CRT, right? That's not there's nothing going on there besides us teaching history. So we call what I do activism. I don't. I'm just living outside of what is allotted to a lot of us because they won't let us in. So I'm taking what I think that I deserve. Mm -hmm. So festivals, equity, health um, information, access to art, access to transportation, access to healthy food instead of junk food. Um, rehab is a huge thing, especially as a result of the pandemic. Like mm -hmm. how do people access healthy expression and also places that are safe and secure for them to heal mm -hmm. and have accountability in their process of going a little bit more sober or sober. So this is a, a lot of stuff that I, I find to be normal. I don't find it to be activism. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm trying to take the price tag off of living in this city for the future for my kids, maybe. No, I, I think I understand yeah. what, yeah. You're, what yeah. you're saying, though. In other words, so your, your, um, um, advocating for maybe that's a better word advocacy but you're advocating for things that should be available that should not be these should not be things that um that are out of the realm yeah. uh, out yeah. of reach for most people these are things that should be readily available so that we can have a exactly. functioning society where everyone has a chance and, and, I, and i don't think you don't understand it but i i think sometimes it's beneficial for people to access new uh vocabulary yes. or new new perspectives yeah absolutely yeah. Um, so are you, um, what are, what are you actively doing? Um, so, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned Juneteenth, uh, we're on the committee for that. There's a big festival May 14th that is, um, an art and plant festival. And so that's, you know, like, I know we're having our first art festival or a reiteration of it in town. Were any of us brown queer people reached out to? Nah. So, uh we're doing our own like that's really? how yeah. it's going to always happen um 
are the plant festivals in this town have historically been run and operated by really rich white older women and so i spoke to them and they were excited to create an event that was totally inclusive without barriers um and we did have a couple awkward conversations where they were like well why don't people bring like native plants from their homes and i was like yeah, nobody when they were rehomed to a camp and then sent to a random city, like a sanctuary city, and brought with them a native plant. Like, gardening is a privilege, you know? So, you know, we had these awkward conversations, and I was like, the coolest thing you could do, very simply, is just to be chill. Like, mm-hmm. just relax. Like, you don't have to pat me on the head and noble savage me. Just, like, just have a coffee with me. Let's be in the same space at the same time. Mm-hmm. So... Within this plant sale, the mayor was kind enough to um, give us free transportation mm-hmm. for three different sites so we could actually, for free, bring the people that matter to this event. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, I just, SNHU graciously gave me some grant money, which is amazing. But before that, I was going to have to pay out of pocket. I have young leaders and moms that I pay them. This is how I have people involved, it's, it's straight up incentive. Yeah. I pay them to come to our events, to come to tutoring, to to help us coordinate people on their site. I don't anticipate work for free, and I don't know why they would come to this event instead of, like, church or whatever else they're doing or helping their moms raise their kids. Yeah. So, you know, putting money in their pocket is super important for me. And then we're going to feed everybody, and everybody's going to make art if they want to. And ugh, my homie Tara even made little tokens. It's called Center City Bucks. So we're giving money. People have backed these tokens with actual cash. Huh. We're giving money to youth and young adults so they can spend it on whatever they want. They can experience autonomy. Yeah. So you could buy healthy food from the from Fresh Start Farms with their Oris, or you can buy artwork, or you can buy candles, or you, whatever you want. Yeah. It's on you. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to ask you a, a question. So you mentioned... Um, um, Awkward conversations with people, you know, who uh, you have to kind of, um, like you said, sometimes it's a matter of just explaining to them, you know, try to just be chill about it. Um, do you find, um, because I'm fascinated by how people communicate with each other, and, you know, sometimes you hear this phrase, you hear people talk about meeting people where they are or trying to, um, if somebody doesn't understand what you're doing and and what your uh, you know the the positive things that you're trying to do, maybe out of maybe out of racism or maybe out of complacency or or whatever it is, or just kind of an oblivious you know a lot of people let's be honest are just kind of oblivious to uh, uh, what goes on outside of their own world or or outside of their own peer group or you know especially if they. You know, if they grew up around people who just look like them, talk like them, think like them, et cetera. Um, I mean, is that not everyone can do? I guess what I'm getting at is not everyone can do what you do when you go and have those conversations, because some people get frustrated and angry and they don't have the patience you know, to, to have those conversations with people. And, and is that something that you were able to, is that a skill that you had to develop to well, be able to do that? Because literally not everyone, as I'm sure you know, not everyone can do that. I mean, are you talking about BIPOC people or white people? I'm talking about BIPOC people having conversations with white people. I'm not that nice. Like you and I have a relationship and you're uh, 
partner is a close friend of mine. Yeah. But at, when you said to me, I'm not going to say your name, that hurts me a lot. And I have to stay with that for years. I'll remember that for years. Like the other day, I was teaching a retirement home and a woman turned to me and goes, why are you here in this country? What brought you here? And I said, what was born in L.A.? The fuck are you talking about? Oh, can't like, say that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got it. We're on. Yeah, oh, I, I hit the dump button. But okay. That's okay. All right. So yeah. where do I start again? <laughs> so, or, all right. Well, let, let, let me respond to what you were saying. Yeah. So do you understand, though? Now, that's interesting to me. Now. Well, let me hold on. Let me finish. So I have okay. a respect for you. So I will be nice. But I can't because I'm exhausted. Like, yeah. I have so many disorders uh, and I have so much trauma mm -hmm. that I am constantly trying to keep myself from going back to alcoholism sure. or turning to suicidal ideations constantly everything in my life is making sure no matter how much advocacy i do that i'm taking care of my mental health because there's nobody i don't really have a system of like my family's far away they were broken there's no money if i fail i go homeless sure i don't have a choice sure so i do have to be polite sometimes in society because it's my job and i'm getting paid to do it sure otherwise i really stay away from people or situations that I know are going to hurt me. Yeah. So I'm not that great, you know. But you're able to do it. Yeah, but it hurts. But it hurts. I understand. <laughs> now, well, Matt, she, she, she just mentioned something that's very important. Well, Glenn, hang, hang, hold that Go thought ahead. because we, ha we, have to address, okay. we, we have to address this first. Okay, so when I said to you the, the thing about your name, do you know that... Maybe you know this intellectually, but it, it feels, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry that I hurt you, by the way. That never my intention. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm not out to hurt anybody ever. Um, my saying that was out of respect for you. But it's cocked and ready to go. Like, I heard that. I've heard you say that before. Sure. And you yeah. were ready. And you even, like, excused yourself by saying, white, I'm a white guy. But how hard is it for us to, that's that awkward, right? Sit here and just, yaw, yaw, sa mean mean that we could do that together it's that's growth is taking time to like feel uncomfortable and do something instead of saying the thing that you say all the time which is i'm a white guy and i don't want to say this name right like, or i don't want to try it out of respect but like is it is i think it? intent should matter though yeah. and, th and this is something where a lot of people disagree with me like as i go through the world i think you know i'm all about fighting against racism and being, you know, and I always say it's not enough to be not racist. You should be anti-racist. And I'm all about that. But I, but I also think, and this is where, and you might disagree with me, but I think intent matters. And my intent was actually the opposite of how my intent was to be respectful. I don't want to sit here and butcher your name if I'm not confident I, saying I hear it. you and we're we're doing a feedback loop, so we're just now. This is the well. Same, well we, yeah. we have to address yeah. it though, because I I feel like you've implied that I'm racist. Oh, uh, I didn't say that. You, I guess, if you're talking about intent, I didn't say racist. I said it's okay to be uncomfortable, sure, and to grow. Okay, and so that's superhero powers right there. It's okay. the ability to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, make mistakes, sure, and learn and grow from it. That's it. Okay, definitely did not call you racist. Okay, no, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I, I wanted to clarify that for myself and for everyone. And I'm glad we're happy. By the way. This I, is that awkward growth. This is that no, moment. No, like, but this, this is, is yeah. good, though. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly. good. This exactly. is good. Yeah. I like this. I, I want to do more of it. That's why Jenny and I, for a long time, 
you know, when we did the um, the thing we were doing every Monday um, that, that you had mentioned earlier, you were listening to like Kenny and Trudy would come on and other folks would come on. That was actually based on a YouTube series that Jenny had seen called Uncom- Uncomfortable Conversations yeah. with a Black Man. And then we kind of did our own version of that where, where we would have folks on and, and have these kinds of discussions and, and get things out. But, um, okay. Uh, boy, where, oh, Glenn, I'm sorry. What, what were you going to say? Well, when she talked about, it has to do with mental health. And, and mental health is very important. And in the last generation, in this country, we have not done very well in helping people with mental health. And our, uh, our state is no different than the rest of the country. Now, they are making a difference. This year, the legislature voted, or last year, voted to put back beds that were needed where you had to wait two to three days in an emergency room uh, to, to, to get a bed when you needed emergency care. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I remember when they closed down the state mental health hospital. They threw everybody out and put them back outdoors. How did that solve something? It took them years to get them back to help them. They needed to get back on their feet. And so we need to not only repair the past and learn from our mistakes, but continue. And when people used COVID as an example why we can't fix mental health, that's the poor excuse. Sorry, you're getting all kinds of funding right now from the federal government, so it's a poor excuse. Yeah. yeah. Well, mental health always gets uh, short shrift. It certainly uh, does. Also, unfortunately, uh, recognizing the work of places like Waypoint this year for the first time, they opened a youth shelter. Yeah. And I, you know, we had this. It's been two years in the making, or so, even longer. But like, how are you going to send youth that have been kicked out of their house for being queer, or you know, what have you? But you know, the the queer advocacy is a lot of what I do. But and you're going to send them to a shelter with weathered individuals, like. I, no offense, look, I'm 32, there doesn't, in my bad days, when I look and I'm going through an episode, no young adult needs to see that, mm-hmm. like, nobody needs to, you know, so, I just, I'm so, I'm so thankful for Waypoint and all the work that they've done in order to, to get that resource going. It's good to know that there's help. Um, you know, my dad, he works in the mental health field, and um, he's been a social worker uh, my whole life, and, um, you know, he talks about in the state of New Hampshire, just, I mean, not, not even just in specific, you know, some cities do better with it than others, but in the state just broadly, um, he worked at the, the you know, years ago when the uh, state hospital was still uh, open and, and it's uh, full, uh, the full campus there in Concord. And, and, you know, he's, he and I have had many conversations, a little bit on air, but a lot, a lot of conversations off air over the years too, about how, you know, there's never enough money for it and there's never enough resources and, and, uh, you know, it's it's hard to um, get politicians to take it seriously, and you know, you kind of need to get them on board <laughs> to get things funded. And it's um, well, I'm I'm it's, a it's capitalist. Hard. I'm like, dude. Okay, look. I mean, you know, what are you doing to your future? Like, you're hindering the prosperity of your future by not paying attention to the needs that need to happen now. Mm-hmm. So we are not incentivizing young adults to stay here. We don't help with college or university. So essentially other states are getting, we're one of the smartest states in the country, mm-hmm. but we're sending our young adults and our diverse populations away. We're not right. keeping them. As right. soon as the, the, a lot of the refugee families mm-hmm. that I work with, when they get to a certain age, they're like, I'm out of here. Why would we invest in the beginning 
and then drop them off, not provide an in infrastructure, and then just lose our people to Massachusetts. It's stupid. It's not sustainable. Like, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like a prime example is Gun Sons. You're bringing them over to Africa. You're investing in the education, and they, they're going to they're gonna stay here with you, which is awesome. It's, yeah, it's completely the different case than, mm -hmm. than, than mm -hmm. what your point is, yes. But I am going through hell to get him here. Like some people will say, why would you adopt someone from Africa? Why wouldn't I? Uh, yeah. When you adopt a child, no matter where they're from, you're doing it to, to help the situation and improve their livelihood. If we don't give back to the world, we're not improving our country. Yeah, I mean, you know, and a lot of people can't afford to do that. But I, you know, I'm I'm specifically saying so we're considered a sanctuary city, and we say the word diverse. Concord is also really at fault for saying the word diverse. And it's but they like, don't practice it. That's what I'm saying. There's no there's no practice. I totally in agree. It. And so, what, <clears throat> why not provide a little bit more infrastructure? Where are the caseworkers for each of these families? Like, they've been brought and then left alone mm -hmm. to, and it's i've been inside of the apartments dude this is not acceptable like <laughs> and then and then you got people complaining you know about the tickets uh, the, how do you call that like welfare or whatever i mean i'm, I'm tr mm -hmm. trying to empathize with the, the right but it's like if we provide basic infrastructure then we won't have people needing your quote-unquote handouts later because we've taught them like skills and provided the infrastructure for a full and immersive learning opportunity to be functioning in the way that this country and this region needs it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like your point how the city invests in the kids that are here as refugees and as soon as they graduate, it's like, you're not welcome back to stay here. They send you to college outside of state, or you end up going to college outside of state. Because and when you come back, you know, a lot of them don't feel welcome. Well, people don't want to come back. They go to other schools. First of all, we don't, uh, like, I went to, I got my undergrad in California. It was incredibly affordable. I also went to college for free because I yeah. do not make a lot of money. They charge me for a math class here. Why would you do that? What are you talking about? Yeah. You're investing in my education so that I'm giving back to your state. That's stupid. Why would you? Mm -hmm. There's. I have a, a homie, Joe Zamar, who's a brilliant artist. He's taken time off of this New England college. He's a great artist. Why wouldn't you pay for his tuition so that you can later say, yo, you see that great artist? That came from us. So he's taken time off. He's watched all of his group graduate. So he works in a factory this brilliant kid who should be he works oh, in a factory so he can't afford the tuition yeah, he's got to take a break yeah he's taking a break to <clears throat> save up thirty thousand dollars that's I've known, crazy i've known quite a, quite a few people who that's happened to yeah and and college tuitions just go not just here but everywhere but yeah. I, I think i think it's worst in the northeast though if i'm not mistaken but but i've um, heard a lot of home not, not homeless i've heard a lot of refugees who have graduated from high school here with 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 high notes the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. 
Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. At Kroger, we believe local produce shouldn't be hard to find. That's why we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring the fresh produce you love to our stores. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself. Because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I mean, some of them, one of them was, was a valedictorian who came from Vietnam. So, you know, so it's, not, it's not because they're not smart. They need to be educated like everybody else. What that means is when they left the city and came back 20 years later, they feel that we're still not very well welcomed well, in our city. Yeah, I've, I was working with this uh, Persian family and the <clears throat> daughter, the, the, the children are brilliant and the daughter goes, well, they held me back a year and I said, what are you talking about? She says, I couldn't speak English that well. So you're held back. You should not be held back because you don't speak the native tongue. You speak two other languages. That's fine. We should get a translator. You can do your homework. You should. My heart broke. You should not be held back because of a language barrier. That's but, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Jeff Nyan in the uh, chat room was saying that New Hampshire has. I didn't know this. We have the highest college tuition rates in the country we I do i didn't know i knew the northeast was the yeah. highest as a region i didn't know new hampshire had the new highest Hampshire is, yes. and he says it's because the state does not supplement the cost yeah. to the students wow so we have literally the highest mm -hmm. i did not know that i know it's gone up exponentially over uh, a couple of decades it's, it's worse than that uh, matt education in this state they claim it's important but they don't they they say that it's important but they don't take the action how many times has the state been sued by the Supreme Court saying that we're not provided enough money to educate our kids? We're, we're, one, we're either the fifth or the, between the fifth and the seventh richest state in the union, yep. and we can't educate our yep. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're wasting time and money passing censorship rules. Yep. Get out yep. of here, dude. Yep. And then that's just a continuation on the, the, the language barrier. And like, <laughs> uh, I'm often hired and looked to as a an art educator because I bring this like multicultural landscape into the classroom. We're speaking different languages together. It's all great. It happens in New Hampshire that I get called a racist. It happens here actually frequently. So I got called a racist by a white teacher because I misnationalized somebody. So because I spoke Spanish to a student. So when I speak English to a student, that's not misnationalizing somebody. That's assuming everybody speaks, that's not. But as soon as we introduce a different language, that awkward growth, that awkward, mm -hmm. let's stumble through languages together and figure it out and talk about where we come from. How do you say this in Chinese? That's super cool. That's racism. And so they want that blanked out. They want the homogenousness. And then again, you're making children quiet so they don't share their language. They don't attempt to speak. And then you assume that they're stupid mm -hmm. because they are scared to speak. Mm -hmm. They are far from stupid. Yeah. I mean, the dude, everybody, everybody's got great potential in the of beginning. Course. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Yeah, Jeff Nine said, I walked out of college with an MBA and 100 and a 100K note. <laughs> yes. 1,010%. Same, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I can yeah. understand that. He'll be, um, but you went, yeah, as you went to college in California? Yeah, so I got one degree there and then I came here to the art school before it was bought out. Um, oh. And I got a second degree and then and then being an artist is no money because I don't have rich parents. So I went and got a third degree, <laughs> an MBA. And yeah, Jesus. Um, I do feel Good your, for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it increased my income. Mm -hmm. Like 
is just that's what I want. I want money. Right. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. So yeah. it did it. Wow. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to join us. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. I'm going to refresh my Facebook browser because... Comments are appearing and disappearing. Facebook has been a little wonky. Uh, but you can interact and opine in there. But, of course, the best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Um, yeah, as, uh, speaking of your art, so Jenny uh, tells me it's um, you're, you're pretty successful with it, and, uh, and, and it's amazing. Um, do you, I mean, how does that, um, how long have you been, you, you're a professional artist, right? You sell your pieces and... I don't, I don't know much about that. Yeah, that no, whole it's, world. um, what is it? So I'm like a hybrid artist. So like, and you know, every season brings a different thing. So this season, uh, 603 diversity had me write a few think pieces in Manchester Inklink. And so there was very little money in that, but that's like, for me, really exciting because my first iteration as an artist was as a poet. So bringing writing back was nice. Mm. And I've been working, I had, um, a reduction earlier in the year so i was bedridden and not allowed to move and i started oh, wow. crocheting this thing and it's now become a massive installation piece and it's like a giant gown with panel wings coming out of it and parts are dipped in plastic in it so each season brings something different last year i did a mural you know like and then as a as a this hybrid I, artist like my classrooms and how like the projects that my students are working on is also an art piece so, okay yeah there's yeah so like we just partnered with my turn to bring a group of kids to kimball jenkins to teach them the art of mural making but also business practices in art oh so they're gonna learn resume cv how to throw an event how to utilize a network how to get money how to apply for grants like mm -hmm. all of this again removing the barriers of transportation you know so that's like to do it well is is research and it's artful, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you find? Um, I'm curious. Uh, is it is it difficult? You mentioned students. Is it difficult talking to students about the business side of it? Because I would imagine you you must run into some who kind of are like, oh, I don't want to. I'm I'm just in it for the art. I don't want to have to learn this other stuff. I'm not necessarily in it to make money although it'd be nice to be paid for my art but i just i don't want to i don't want to know about that part i mean do, do you run into that well i mean i remember myself right where i was like i know how to do this and i don't need anybody's help and it's so stupid because i don't know anything but i was such a cocky like anarchist punk <laughs> kid coming into college before undergrad and i had this mentor uh laurel paley who was amazing and she was she yelled at me quite frequently because she's like you don't know anything you're just some punk i'm gonna and she was like i'm gonna break you and she did <laughs> um you know she was a ucla pre-med student she was incredibly studious and so um i i have learned how to speak to my younger self in all of these kids because again my favorite oh. clients are at risk and underserved right mm -hmm. so that's me i'm into it um there's a way to talk to people about I, you know, I was like, you need to learn how to exploit yourself and make money off of your work. Document it. This is this. If they don't want it, then they don't want it. Right, right. You know? So, yeah. And, and I got to respect that because I literally hated everybody, never listened to anybody. I was drunk most days in college, undergrad, 
graduate school. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I just like, you know, so who am I to say, yo, this is the way because I did not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Uh, the reason I was curious about that is uh, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I can't do any kind of visual art, uh, certainly, but I'm a musician and I have, a, have some experience in the music industry doing um, not just making music, but on the business side of it. And um, it's remarkable just how many people are, they don't understand that, you know, it's called the music business yeah. for a reason. And if you don't take the business side of it seriously, you're going to have a very short career. And, and I think it, it probably works that way for, uh, you know, for other art forms as well. Of course, we do have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, this is Oscar from First Shift Multimedia. How are you, Matt? Hey! <laughs> Who, 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 who is who is this? I, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't quite catch the name. Say, Oscar Velasquez from First Gen oh, Media. Oscar, how are you, my friend? It's wonderful to hear from you today. Good, good, man. How are you? Good, good. Last time I saw good, Oscar, good. I, I ran into him. Uh, I ran into him in in uh, Nashua getting some food. But uh, yeah, at a local restaurant, yeah. We gotta we gotta connect. I definitely want to be on your show. But uh, but uh, yeah, what's going on, Absolutely. my friend? What's going on? Well, I, I know you have a special guest, me and dear to my heart, yeah, <laughs> doing amazing things. Yes. So I just want to, I'm a big fan of your show, obviously. I, I see what you guys are doing in Manchester, and I just wanted to show some love from the Gate City. Oh, uh, we appreciate that, my friend. Oscar's been incredibly yeah. supportive. He even has put some of his weight and network behind our uh, May event. I'm very thankful to have met this gentleman and his family. Oh, uh, very cool. Very cool. It's all love. It's all love for sure. Um, I just love to see the diversity and and to see you know our people being highlighted and and amazing artists that you guys have that are blessed to have up there in Manchester and uh, just wanted to show my love and support. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Well, it is wonderful to hear from you, my friend. Uh, and uh, we we must uh, connect soon. I'll, uh, I'll I'll get with you on Facebook, but while we have you on the line too, you should plug your uh, your shows. You've got more than one at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. We're we're um, we are at the uh, sister station here at the Gate City in Nashua, uh, WSMN ninety five point three FM. So we have um, asking for a friend on Mondays twelve to one, first gen American uh, twelve to one on Tuesday. Uh, Latinos in Vivo, first Spanish uh, radio show in, in New Hampshire, um, 12 to 1 on Wednesdays. We have Love Lessons with a Latina, uh, Latin woman's perspective of love, what she confuses for love and what uh, pertains to love. So that's another, pr from, a, from, a, from a female's perspective and giving my partner, uh, Jasmine, the light. Uh, she's been on, this sh on your show, uh, if everybody remembers Jasmine uh, yes. last year. And also... Um, uh, fresh and multimedia, you know, uh, putting some flavor in the airwaves over here at the Gate City. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for the plug. And if, if anybody's curious to see what we're doing down here, uh, fgmshows.com. Fgmshows.com. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oscar, anytime. It is wonderful to hear from you, my friend. And uh, we'll we'll talk soon. Likewise, likewise. Bye. All right, man. All right, bye-bye. Big fan of Unleashed. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Oscar. Bye-bye. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. I ran into him, I think, like six months ago in Nashua, and uh, but he's been on the show a bunch of times, and he's but he's very busy. That man has a lot going on. Oh, uh, Jenny put the link in the Facebook live chat to fgmshows.com. Um, yeah, Oscar was a guest on the show, I think, at the time. 
uh, when I first met him, uh, he was just starting out uh, first gen American, and then it's now it's just blown up into a uh, multiple shows, and uh, it's really cool. He's a great guy. Yeah, uh, he um he like we had our interview that day, and just like vibed so well that he was like, "What are you doing later? There's an event." Yeah. At the palace for 603 diversity and i'm like okay yeah and i went and it was the first professional like you know people like us but like upper echelon event i've been to that was mostly bipoc people and i didn't feel uncomfortable like i didn't feel like i needed to protect myself i didn't feel dirty i just was like at home his family just sat and ate with me and then i met ernesto and a couple of the other homies I think from diversity. Ernesto yeah. Lopez, right? Am I getting this? He's been on the show. Um, does he work? Does he work with? Uh, uh, he does drug treatment. Uh, no, it's Ernesto or, Burden. Okay, different he, Ernesto. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, Ernesto Burden's um, daughter is one of my coworkers. Coworkers over at Frank Horse. Oh, oh okay, that's awesome. Small yeah. world. Yes, yes. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, yeah, he's a uh, he's what is this uh, publisher at New Hampshire Business Review? Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a really good connect. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, you just uh, you just never know uh, who you're going to run into and what will come from it. That's um, you now networking is so important. Um, obviously, it's it's it, you know. It, have you met? Um, like, do you know Gonzo? Um, like the pseudonym of the 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 artist, uh, local artist F Hunter S. Thompson. He's no, he Gonzo. just. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know why we. I don't know why. I, I think we just call him Gonzo because Gonzo, his last yeah. name is Gonzalez. Oh, but uh, he's he's an artist uh, from okay. Manchester. Uh, he he's pretty successful. But part of why too, I was so interested in uh, asking you uh, business questions about art is, um, you know, Gonzo's done pretty well and he sells a lot of pieces. But he's very. <laughs> if you ask him about about the process of selling his art, he's yeah. very sort. He doesn't like to talk about it. And he doesn't really like to promote it. He just. He it, just kind of does it. So it's hard to get information out of him. It's a weird thing. <laughs> like I have to work uh, sometimes for jobs, you know, mm. to make the money that I want um, to make. That means that my rent is a third of my income, which for most of my life, it's been more than half. That yeah. means that I have money to put aside in my Roth and to take trips to other spaces. Like yeah. it's a lot of money and it's a lot of work. I don't stop. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't know how to like make money off of my art solely that's, yeah yeah that's what that mba degree is for right yeah, right yeah. yeah is that um is that a long-term goal of yours or, or i it's okay so it's like people in college told me that i was shooting myself in the foot number one by working with children and adults with disability they're like you should not do that you need to stay in the gallery scene you cannot come back from that really so there's a stigma about social engagement Mm -hmm. And because it's such an ethnocentric market, the upper echelon, yeah. it only looks like rich. It only looks like this elegant classness. Um, Interesting. Again, <laughs> nowadays, people like us are melding the worlds and we're recreating what art and art practice is, which is incredibly inclusive. And it doesn't look like a painting that, you know... It, it's something else, something more. Mm -hmm. But so I was very much warned against what I'm doing, the types of work that I'm doing. I was very huh. much warned against it. No and kidding. so, you know, but then now as I look back at my young self, I'm like, I was told that by people whose family paid for Ivy League educations. In graduate school, the same. My teachers were from, from Ivy League schools. 
and their families are this same rich families. How can you look a poor person in the eye and preach communism? And th like, because all all arts and liberal arts is like pro commie, you know, like, but it's freaking rich people like Karl Marx and stuff that like, this is so rich people are coming up with these theories. Like nobody who's working for jobs nonstop has the time to be like, you know what works, guys? <laughs> like, you know, it'd be tight. Like, right. no, I want to, I want to kill. I want to compete. I want to make money and I want to climb you're, this. You're a capitalist, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dog. Like, yeah. So is with, it, with, but I need equity though. Yeah. Like I... I lost my job during the pandemic and I I liquidated my Roth, which destroyed me uh, in order to not be home like houseless. Yeah. Um, and I benefited greatly from the rental assistance. Yeah. And it was a great embarrassment. I was also like, I fucking. Okay. Oh, my God, I did it again. Yeah. Ah, Gotta watch that. <laughs> uh, sorry. We're but up. like um, I'm used to dumpster diving, like I'm used to finding food in weird places. I'm used to, you know, and so some of that came back. So that's all re-traumatizing um, as a result of what had transpired. And I couldn't ask for food stamps and more because they wanted to send letters to my jobs. What little money I was making because I can't I, I can't just stay home and not work. It's right. just not who I am. Right. And I, so I didn't get food stamps and stuff because I was just like, nope, I, I don't need people to know mm. that I'm going through this. Like, yeah. I, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I understand what you're saying. There was a high school kid in West High School that came here from uh, Haiti and his uncle was taking care of him and he ended up moving to California and he wanted to graduate from West High School. So I found out he was living from his car. I tried to get him food stamps and he said, no, he's not an adult yet. He can't get food stamps. And I said, wait a minute. This is a kid who has straight A's, going to graduate years over and you're letting him live in a car? Yep. That's the mentality of New Hampshire? I don't get it. Yeah, it shouldn't. Uh, shouldn't it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be that way. Obviously, shouldn't be that way at all. I'm I'm curious when you when you go and, and study art. So is it, it really is? Um, it sounds like you're saying it really is true. Sort of the 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 idea people have about it's it's all commies and. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a strata, right? Like, so where I went to school, my last year at Otis, I slept in a giant concrete studio for. Uh, year or whatever it was yeah i didn't know the long-term damage of that but like i got i went a little like it was not oh healthy. really yeah. i slept there i showered at 24-hour fitness and i worked two jobs or whatever because i had like two minors and i really wanted i really just wanted to do this show this this thesis show yeah but i was looking around and i'm like how do people afford audis and gucci like man i must suck i must be so stupid because i cannot figure it out and my friend who was in the military, I have a military homies that, you know, the military pays the bill. So, so we linked up and they were like, no, dude, a lot of like the Koreans are coming here with a lot of the money from a lot of these people. So they're like, oh, I remember this is going to be a bit awkward, but so I remember putting together the, the thesis show for our senior class and I had uh, one of the, the black classmates who was reliving the ebonics or like the the quote-unquote ghetto language and speaking this way even though she came up her mother's a big ceo of a massive bank so she came up real wealthy and real clean yeah and she said that it's a colonizer element it's participating in the patriarchy and colonizer if you change your language to sound like this instead of going back to this it's so interesting i'm i'm highlighting it i don't have a 
place at all to talk about the black plight in this country. We did more than enough where you want to do whatever the hell you want to do. Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you from believing that all y'all are from Egyptians and this and that, you know, like that's what you need to believe. I don't care. But like some of these crossovers where I'm sitting there looking at the privilege and the language that's coming out of it. So I don't know. It was a weird time. It was also Trump was elected. It was the really up, like the Me Too was going super strong. So like mm -hmm. all male instructors who were white and cis were being called into for um, for sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. All of them, no matter what, math and science were being like thrown out the window. It was like a hmm. crazy, and it's a liberal arts school. It's like a really expensive like conceptual arts school. Yeah. So it was crazy. We're all we were all going crazy in its nest mentality because you're all yes anding each other in an echo chamber, and I'm out <laughs> here like I I don't know what was wrong with your male instructor showing you images of. BDSM photography from the 70s because all your painting is BDSM and you happen to be a woman. Like, I don't know where, what else is he supposed to do? Just go, yeah, that was a good painting. Like he goes, oh, here's the resources that you, I, you know, so right, right. it's just, it was a crazy time. I don't know where I am in this conversation right now. Cause well, I was yeah. a, I was yeah. a, I was asking you if the stereotype about, you know, a, a, like a liberal arts yes, college. If it really I was is called true. a Nazi Wow. by white rich queer kids who because i'm a bisexual and not a non-gender queer you know now we, the yeah. language is hip and it's cool but man like yo you guys are gonna get mad at me i fought previous generations fought we fought for you to be a jerk like you're getting <laughs> against your own people right now like yeah yeah i was called a nazi for saying that uh gender is a Gender is a thing. I don't know. This is not the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't need to get into this. But like, <laughs> like I was just like, yeah, gender could be a thing. Uh, I know sex is not. And, you know, there's like my favorite thing is I identify as female, as, as male whenever I want to. In my bedroom, I do whatever I want to. I have these lines like so I identify whatever I want, whenever I'm feeling it. That's fine. But like I know ugh, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation and I, I just yeah, I want to backtrack like. I, I don't care, but you can't call a brown person who's also queer and on your team a Nazi. Yeah. For, well, that's a word that gets you know, thrown around really far, 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 far too loosely, uh, just in general. I <laughs> but, agree. Uh, yeah. um, geez, even Vladimir Putin uses the word incorrectly uh, these he days. Certainly but, does. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it's like, like you're really going to call, you're really going to downplay the disaster that happened and throw that on my neck. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go kill six million, seven million people, right? Like, that's that's downplaying a really traumatic moment mm -hmm. in history, so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like It's like, stereotyping to me is like, you hate a certain type of people, and you will do anything to make sure they don't succeed, and that's not right in my book. No. It's just not right. Well, I just don't know why, I mean, this is the problem with the Democrats, is we're yes-ending everybody's narrative, and we're not as high-functioning as the Republicans who are like, Every year, a dark lord from the Underrealm sends a memo up to Rupert Murdoch or whomever and goes, this is what our directive is this year. And no matter what, they get it done. We're just like, true, you know, I think I heard it brilliantly. I don't know where, but like we believe in democracy still. That's the problem. So we actually believe in people's opinions and we're celebrating and amplifying it to our 
Mm-hmm. You to you know mm-hmm. to the fact that we're splitting up our own parties and stuff. Like you know, many many uh, friends of mine that are Republicans keep reminding me that we are not a democracy; we are a republic. And she's saying, "You keep talking like that, we're going to lose our republic." Well, that, <laughs> yeah, the the problem it's so disingenuous. Though, it when, is when it people is. say that because yeah, I, I I've run into that a thousand times. Some smart ass will say, "Well, we're not a democracy; we're a constitutional republic," and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but you understand these two concepts are not diametrically opposed. That's right. <laughs> you know, they're not mutually exclusive. We're also like <laughs> uh, America in twenty twenty two, so it's like an oligarchic democracy. It's like this weird like business bureaucratic situation because. Uh, I'm sorry, but lobbyists hold a lot of power and those companies that can afford a ton of lobbyists hold a lot of power. So it's not a democracy. It's a lo- it's, there's also, it's a bureaucracy. Like Very much so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's just Very weird, you know. So. so there's also socialism in it yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, what, what is the education system? Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's when we as a country allow big corporations to, over- if you're an American and you endorse a politician for an election, you're only allowed to give so much for the primary and so much for the election or you get penalized. But a corporation, it's unlimited and they only vote once. Every person votes once. And so when they have corporations put in what I call dirty money to get yeah. their way, it, it, it ruins our society. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my, you know, it's like a big thing where ideolo- ideally, uh, you know, like I, I have a lot of like anarchist sentiment, but pragmatically... I work within the system and the, and that's the thing with a lot of these young kids. I'm like, listen, the system screws us. I want to teach you how to screw the system back to that question that you asked. Mm-hmm. So I have very real conversations. I'm like, it is built for us to lose money, mm-hmm. to work too hard for free and to keep being down and low. So what I'm, so true. yeah, what I'm just trying to like, Sorry. I don't want people to, to waste money that they don't need to waste, that they don't deserve to pay, like learn the system. But mm-hmm. that's, to a lot of people, it's dirty because it means accepting. You can be a communist, you can be an anarchist, and you can also work within your, the system that exists. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people are ideologues, and the media does this where it's like, be loud and be ma-ma-ma, and like, be, you know, just say ridiculous stuff that gains you following. Mm-hmm. But, and, studying and like reading stats and reading data and really going behind is like not sexy. People want personality. They don't want data. Right. Yeah. yeah no, that, I, that very well said, actually, you're right. People want personality. They don't want data. And it's a very personality driven media. Absolutely. And you also think that people would want, if someone preaches something. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. 
So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. They want to make sure you're practicing what you preach or to me... It, your your words mean nothing to me. Wow, we don't have to practice what we preach. They just we just have to say. I mean, look at Trump. Like he just said anything to get the votes anywhere. Like he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, even re- my Republican people were like, he's not a Republican. You know, he's like he's just a bottom feeder. Well, like, before he ran for for president, he was always always had been a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Just realized that. <laughs> well, he went he went back and forth. But we are, uh, we are approaching the top of the hour, and uh, I know Yaz has to go, and we have to get to a break. We'll play a little something, show some love to our amazing sponsors. But, Yaz, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being uncomfortable with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. No, it's, you were yeah, very it's, enlightening. Yeah, it's the, it's the right show for it. Um, but uh, before you go, do you have anything to plug, uh, any, any art events or anything yeah, you just, want us um, to know about? Or? Everybody, like, Manchester grows. Um, we have that event May 14th. If you guys want a table, if you want a live cover from there, I'd love to see you all there. Where's it being held? Uh, Brown and Mitchell Park, right next to the yeah. Hollis Disc Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Juneteenth is coming up as mm. well. So there's a yeah. lot of events coming up. Um, follow you know me on Instagram at PHAT. So that's fat underscore riot. Thank you. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> all right. All right. See you yeah. guys soon. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, we will be back. I'm going to play a little uh, Ray Gun Hero. Glenn has some new music that we'll explore uh, a little bit later in the show. And uh, don't go away. Hour number two is coming up. back everybody we are into our number two numero dose of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire and it is a glorious day a little windy but it's nice also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Monday, April, I'm sorry, Tuesday, rather, April 19, 2022. I don't know. It felt like Monday for a second there. And uh, maybe because of my little uh, technical issues I was having, oh, it felt like Monday. I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. They have trivia night Thursday nights. They have live music on Friday nights. There's a lot going on there. We were talking about uh, when uh, Yaz was here during the first hour, uh, Juneteenth coming up in a couple of months, and she's part of the planning for that. So uh, there's a lot coming up at the Hopknot. Don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. So please uh, stop in. And uh, joining us on the couch, and uh, we we skipped it uh, for the first hour because I wanted to give it uh, I wanted to get to the guest, but we're going to now give him the proper introduction that a former AWA tag team champion deserves. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. 
That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love, and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw! Texas Mike is here. Yeehaw! That was a little high. That was a little shrill. I hope you're not losing your yeehaw again. No, no, no. Okay, good, good. We don't want that. And, of course, at the news desk, the people's mayor, Glenn Renee Jacoby Willette. None of the above. Thanks for inviting me. I'm still not getting it uh, right. Glenn Glenn Reno Joseph Willette. Reno Joseph? Joseph, yeah. Uh, Joseph, all right. I hope you're not offended. I can't say your no, name. No, I'm okay, not offended. Good. All right, good. That's a little uh, inside joke. Okay. Anyway, uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007 if you'd like to uh, call in. Of course, you can text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I'm going to refresh my Facebook browser here to make sure I don't... uh, I want to go through some of these um, Facebook Live comments, and then we'll get to some other stuff. And uh, a little bit later in the show, we'll feature some of Glenn's new music. Speaking of dulcet tones, the man with the golden throat, the voice of an angel, Glenn R.J. Willette. Glenn, by the way, is it true I heard a rumor that you're going to be performing soon at the Hop Knot on a Friday night? Uh, Not on a Friday night because I work. Oh, okay. You're going to be there on a different night? Maybe on a Thursday night. Oh, boy. Wow. But maybe, they don't have karaoke Maybe Maybe you can open for Bill Cini. Oh, that would be something. Wow, <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be something. All right. <laughs> well, I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat and see uh, some of the, the comments in here. Uh, Rocky Huber joins us in the chat. Uh, Rocky uh, wants you, uh, he's claiming that you owe us a rap performance. Uh, I assume that's in the works, uh, Glenn? Really? Is that in the offing? Are you going to? I guess so I can do, I can get one going. Please do. Uh, we all want to hear it. We've got to keep our fans happy. Yes, yes. Uh, Melanie La Liberty from the uh, state of Vermont uh, in the chat. She said, uh, again, this is regarding our conversation with Yaz. A lot of feedback on that in the chat room. Uh, Melanie says, all I got is rich white people don't have the ability to understand others' perspectives. Well, uh, I'm sure there's some rich white people who don't. Uh, I'm sure there's some who do. That's right. Uh, She also said, I think it is a complex subject that isn't very easy to explain in 30 minutes, so I'm trying to be patient. Oh, absolutely. These things are very... uh, very Agreed. complicated, and that's why it's so important to have these uh, discussions. Uh, Rocky Huber says, I keep tater tots in my fanny pack to snack on when I take walks. Uh, I think that is uh, a very wise and practical thing to do, Rocky. Uh, my only concern would be uh, that uh, people are probably going to make fun of you for wearing a fanny pack. That is uh, something that I've always lamented, by the way. I wish that fanny packs were not looked upon 
as being something that uh, you should not wear because I find them uh, quite practical. Uh, but I'm uh, afraid to wear one because even though I'm generally a confident person who's not concerned with what other people think, uh, the fanny pack would be just going too far for me. You shouldn't be concerned. Well, Glenn, I don't see you wearing a fanny pack. No, but, so, it, but I uh, would not be. In, let's not throw stones I don't there. have one. If there, I had uh, one. Renee Julian or whatever if, your name if is. If I had one, I would be comfortable in wearing it. Uh-huh. Sure. How about you, Texas Mike? Well, you're man enough to wear one. No one would mess with you. And yes, I'm not? You're Texas Mike. <laughs> oh, I, let's, not, let's not go e, there. EGG e wears one. Uh, that's, well, the, oh, jeez. Wow. I forgot about that. That's true. Yes, yes. Uh, Mike Palapita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, hello, Mike. Uh, let's see. Jenny, I mentioned, is in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Rocky Huber says I got lost when she said Matt offended her for not saying her name. Well, she didn't say she was offended, but she, she said it hurts. And, you know, I can understand her perspective, uh, as, as someone with, um, a name like that. And, you know, and, and we talked it out. I mean, I, um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think I have much more to add to what I said other than, you know, I, me not wanting to say her name was me not wanting to trip all over it. And, you know, mm. I, I was trying to be respectful. I can understand that. And I, I can understand her perspective mm -hmm. about not taking it that way. But it, it's like I said, though, to me, uh, intent matters. You know, when when one is deciding um, what to be offended over, mm -hmm. and uh, my intent was genuine and positive. It was not, uh, you know... And, and she clarified, you know, she wasn't trying to imply that I was racist because that's kind of how I took it. It was like mm -hmm. in the moment, you know, I took it as, okay, so you, that bothered you. So what? You think I'm just some D-bag white guy who doesn't care about saying your name correctly? I, I would love to say your name correctly if I had some experience in saying it and I felt confident in saying it. That's the whole but, point. But out of respect for you... I mean, I you know, I I bust your balls about your name, but that's yeah, we, we have that course. kind of relationship. You don't that's you don't, you don't care, and yeah, that's that's the way I am, That's, your character. that's a that's I mean, a good I way. I used to do the same with you when I first met you. Remember? Oh, my name, <laughs> jeez, my name gets butchered. Yes, you. You, I you know what? You're the original, like the guy from New York, the jealous one. He butchers my name. You're the original one to butcher. Yes, you. How many different ways have you said my name over the years? Ten thousand. But you can say it now, right? <laughs> yes. You know what's so funny? Well, is, let, let's hear you say it. It's Connerton. Yes, you you can. So it, it, took, I, it took you a while. Yes, it took I think, you a while. I think what it is is that when you're not used to, and when a name is not common, I like to hear that person name themselves because I have a good sense of listening and I right. can pronounce it right. To right. me, that's more important than just crucifying it. That would be insulting. Right. That was my intention. That's what I thought it. That was, was my intention, and 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 you know I. Uh, so I, I kind of reacted like when I said, well, you know, look, I'm not, <laughs> again, my, my intention was genuine. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, trying to be racist here, you know, but I think she, I think she understood where she I did. was coming she from. Did. Like, okay, well, you know, you're taking what I said wrong. Am I taking what you said, what wrong. you're saying wrong? And, and let's clarify that. And I think it ended up being a, a positive discussion. And I think we understood each other. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyway. And uh, and I think from from there, uh, oh, uh, Melanie says in the chat. Well, Matt is pretty offensive. Well, I can be at times. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, the 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 guy uh, the guy from New York, uh, the jealous one there. What does he he calls me 
Callington, Commington. He worse worse um, than what I was calling you. Joel the Moose. Yeah. When he was on the morning show with Peter White, he used to butcher my name too. It was funny. It was always fun though hearing him try to say my name. He could never say I don't think he ever once said Connerton. He he would uh he would always mess it up. But uh, you know. I even wanted to call you Cotton. <laughs> Cotton? How dare you? It was easy to say. <laughs> That's true. Only two syllables. Yeah, I mean, uh, names are easy to say when you just uh, when elim- you know eliminate, eliminate syllables. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tom Blanchard is in the uh, chat room with us. Uh, hello, uh, Tom. Uh, let's see. Uh, Easy G is in the Facebook live chat. Easy G, Eric Gagnon. Um, he uh, seemed to be having some difficulty expressing himself in there. Uh, let's see. Oh, Crystal from the uh, great state of Illinois joins us. Hello, Crystal. Um, Easy G says, uh, she came across to me as a lady that's always agree about everything. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, and then he said, she came across as a very agree person. (laughs) Aggressive, probably. Is that what he meant? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I don't think she was aggressive. Uh I think she was uh, moving forward. You know, I, I mean, she she has strong opinions, but yes. that's uh, that's what makes her a good guest. And being an you activist, know? you have to do that. Yes, absolutely. Get your point across. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dirk Don is in the uh, chat room. Dirk, of course, from the great state of Iowa. Yeah. And he's got a couple of great YouTube channels, Arrogant Media and Java Fog. Uh, hello, Dirk. Oh, which reminds me, and I didn't see him in there yet, although he's probably in there, but our friend Eric Pilcher, also from Iowa. Eric, of course, does the classic film review for us every Friday on the show. We always look forward to that, and today is Eric Pilcher's birthday. Happy birthday. So, happy birthday, Eric. Uh, Happy birthday to you. Let's see. (laughs) Yeah, EZG really uh, was not uh, feeling that, uh, apparently. Uh, let's see. Melanie's saying something about, uh, Pornhub. I just going to assume I can't read that on the air. Eventually I've, I've mentioned this when we do the, uh, when we have the online version of the show, like we're going to do a special online version once a week, I'm going to go back through previous episodes and find all the comments that I couldn't read on the air. That going to be a podcast and, uh, and I'll, I'll do a special segment. Uh, and, uh, probably about 70% of them will be Melanie's comments. And uh, uh, let's see, another 10% will probably be Rocky's comments. And if I go back in time, I can probably find another 5% that are uh, Bobby Champagne's comments. And uh, who else? Um, I think uh, Mike Pelopita a couple of times might have said something in there I couldn't read. And uh, <laughs> But Melanie will be in the lead with that. Um, oh, Dirk has definitely said things in there I can't read on the air. Yep, Dirk will probably be another 10%. We're probably over 100. I'm I'm terrible at math. <laughs> I don't know if you realize this about me. Uh, Mike Pelopita says, I think it's only called a fanny pack if you wear it over your butt. If you wear it in the front, uh, it's a belly bag. I've never heard that term before, belly bag. No, but that's where I, I used to have one, and that's where I used to wear it in the front, so you can get to it. Right, right. And you don't want to sit on it and crush everything either. That's true, <laughs> yes. You almost don't want to wear it in the back, right? Really? really? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Alex Whiteley, I mentioned, is in the uh, chat room. Alex from the UK and is doing uh, a lot of great things. Uh, he's got a very successful radio program. Oh, Mike Pelopita says I made that up. Yeah, well, that explains it. <laughs> Miriam Banish joins us in the chat room. Hello, Miriam. Uh, Rocky Huber says Clamington. Yeah, that's uh, that's another one. Uh, I had a uh, a pirate call me that once. 
Are you one of those clams? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, Glenn. You're asking me if I'm one of those. You can see what he did there, Mikey, because yeah. Clamington and my one of those clams. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miriam says, um, oh, I wonder if he meant angry, referring to Eric and using uh, voice to text. Um, no, I think it was, uh, I don't think she was angry. I think it was uh, like she, I mean, she said it herself. It was an awkward conversation, but that's, like I said, this is the show for it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm willing yeah. and looking to have those kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. That's why, like I said, we used to do those Monday segments here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miriam says in the UK, it's a bum bag. Well, we'd have to get uh, confirmation from Alex Whiteley about that. A bum bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, DJ Midas is in the chat. Midas says says it's a hip sack if it's in the front. I have not I've uh, heard that before. Heard that as well. And Miriam agrees. She says awkward yeah. conversations are necessary. Yeah. Absolutely. Glenn, to we've had extent. awkward conversations uh, about extent. things. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, that's how you get your point across. That's sometimes. right. That's right. Well, if you'd like to join us, uh, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007 is a number. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is give us a call at 603-250-6007. Yes, um, congratulations. Thank you. I, you, I appreciate you, that. You and, are, and to be honest, I think I deserve it. Thank you. You Glenn. are pretty hip in doing this show. Where do you get these? Oh, I'm numbers? sorry. I should let you, uh, the battleship thing. It's so appropriate at the <laughs> right time. You, you did the same thing, uh, with those two soldiers that, that, that did that song a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I just find things online. Uh, the, can, can you yeah. send me a, a link on that? It's, it's yes. Perfect. Yes, the uh, battleship uh, par- the uh, parody of yes. Pat Benatar's "Love it's Is a so Battleship." So funny, isn't it? Yeah, that's a YouTuber <laughs> named Rocky Mountain Mike. Good for uh, him. Who does a lot of song parodies, and occasionally I will uh, I will play one of those. Yes, uh, Alex Whiteley says, uh, uh, "Nope, not a uh, bum bag." Uh, wait. Oh, I'm confused. What's he calling it? Um, I think he does not want to call it oh he doesn't want to call it a bum bag oh okay. but 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 miriam but it is correct but miriam's correct it is called that i see now i wouldn't want to call it that either i refuse to call it that i'm just gonna call it a fanny pack and i think that i think that's what they called it on the uh segment on the morning show when they uh guessed uh what's an easy g's uh fanny pack well i think that's an original name though that they called it to begin with when they when they first when it first came out. Oh, perhaps it's manufactured by a company called uh, Fanny, Fanny Pack, Pack, and that's the brand name? <laughs> could be. That could be. It could very well be. That very well could be. Uh, did you guys see, uh, so they dropped the mask mandate for uh, travel? Yep. Yes. Uh, well, for some travel, I should yeah. say, on uh, airplanes and so forth. And, or, uh, or it's on airplanes, and then, like, like today, Uber, Lyft, yeah. and then, so, it, but it's all about personal choice. So it is. So so it's like so when 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 I travel in less than a month I'll, I'm I'm not sure yet. I I'll have to play it by ear because it's like yeah, I I I was getting used to it when I went on my travels. But mm-hmm. it's like just it's just well, for, it's just personal choice and 
it's like just depending on what side that I'm going to and whatnot. They were saying that the most misbehaved in the last two years was because of the mask. Guess what's going to happen now? Reverse psychology. If I wear a mask flying, people who wear the mask mm-hmm. are going to be dumped on saying, why are you wearing a mask? It's not mandated no more. But it's our right as long as it is their right not to wear one. Yeah, I don't think people who wear a mask on a flight are going to be dumped on. I think I hope that uh, I I don't think so. I mean, I you know, those ob- two wrongs don't make it right. Obviously, we've seen a phenomenon over the course of the pandemic where anti-maskers, uh, for whatever reason, think it's cool to uh, start a fist fight on an airplane, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's unfortunate. And what's even more unfortunate is that these people are not uh, severely punished for it. Anybody who does that should be uh, banned uh, for life from uh, boarding an airplane, in my opinion. Some people might think that's harsh. Uh, I don't. If I'm on an airplane uh, and a fist fight breaks out or somebody's punching a a flight attendant in the face or something, no, I'm sorry. I'm taking a hard line here. You don't have to throw them in prison for 10 years or something, but my God, that person needs to be banned permanently by the FAA from ever getting on another airplane. You cannot have fights breaking out. You cannot have those kinds of disruptions on an airplane. And I don't know why people are so soft on this. I, I don't, I don't really hear too many people say what I just said. Even people who get upset about it are like, well, you know, they should be punished somehow. Probably right. Maybe they should, you know, at least be tried for something disorderly conduct. No, you ban them from flying if they don't have the maturity to get on an airplane without getting into a fight with other passengers and with flight. I mean, my God, there's stories of. There was one story about th- this. This woman she's like in her this 60 something year old flight attendant being punched in the face by an angry anti-masker and and people are like yeah yeah we should probably do something about these people yeah you ban them from ever flying again they go on a no-fly list end of story period full stop the average person does not buy a ticket to fly to see a fight no you know we want to have a peaceful flight so we can get to our destination yeah exactly yeah i i People are so learn way, to respect people. People are way too tolerant of that nonsense. I mean, you know how I am anyway. I don't uh, get I, along, I don't, people. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm a COVID hawk, and I don't. Uh, I don't agree with anti-maskers. And you know, it, it's bad enough seeing some uh, inbred hillbilly screaming in a door greeter's face at Walmart because uh, they don't want to be told they have to put on a mask. But I mean, that's pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, starting a fist fight on an airplane, yeah, really. uh, I don't know why we can't be much harsher with these people. I get, you know what? I mean, I'll even compromise with everyone who wants to go soft on them. Don't, don't, uh, no, no jail time, nothing. Fine. Don't charge them with assault. Don't do any of that. Just don't let them get on an airplane ever again. Ever. Lifetime ban. That's it. Um, anyway, well, that's for a long, long time now, but, <laughs> but I tend to agree. Yeah. You know, violence in a plane is not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's really the last place. Yes. Uh, you yes. want something like that it's, happening. It's limited space you know, and you could disrupt the pilot and the plane could get out of order. And you just don't do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're like at a bar or something and a fight breaks out, uh, you can leave, <laughs> you know, or if you're, if, you, if you're uh, really, if you're anywhere else and a fight breaks out, you can leave, you know, you're, 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 you know, I'm walking to my, uh, my car on a Friday night after retro spectrum radio. And I see a, a fight beginning to occur on, uh, on Elm street or something. I can avoid that. Right. Of course I step you can. around it, but on an airplane, 
no, that's not really an option. You can avoid it, but you're not going to walk by them, are you? You can try to go around. You don't want to get involved. What, if I see people out on the street fighting? Fighting? Yeah, well, I'm not, no, I'm not getting involved. Hell no. I'm kidding. But now Texas Mike, on the other hand, oh. he, he's always scrapping for a fight, right, Texas well, Mike? Well, he's a fighter. This man, <laughs> this man will, if he has to, he'll pull out the branding iron and... Uh, and he'll brain you, huh? And, and, and look, uh, somebody's getting a steel chair to the head, right? Or, or a cheese grater, too. Or a cheese oh, grater, a cheese that's grater. right. Wow. How do you think Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, how do you think he got those scars on his forehead? He tangled with Texas Mike. Once too many times. Well, they only had one match. But, oh, that's uh, all it took. Then. But that's all it took. <laughs> um, yeah, Jenny in the chat says, last place you want something to go wrong is 30,000 feet in the air. That's correct. Absolutely. Tom Blanchard says they should stop serving alcohol on airplanes. Or limit the amount that you can drink. Yes. I mean, yeah. really, because a lot of that is that cause. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, people um, who drink in bars out of... Uh, out of, out, of, out of pavilion and they're passed out all day and cause problems is why you have to have bouncers to begin with. We shouldn't have to have a bouncer in a plane because they shouldn't right. be drinking that much. Right. Having a cocktail here and there is one thing, but overdoing it in a plane, not kosher. Yeah, that is a, a place where you definitely don't want to overserve. No. Um, <clears throat> there's a country song, though. Uh, was it a drunk on a plane or something? Oh, Shannon uh, McGuire joins us in the chat room. I haven't seen Shannon in there in a while. Hello, Shannon. She says, good afternoon. Um, so I'm trying to decide how I feel about, I think I'm okay with it, with the the mask mandates uh, for travel going away. It's I fine. I think, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melody in the chat room says, uh, I disagree. I think an OBGYN appointment is the last place uh, you want things to go wrong. Um, <laughs> I suppose that's true as well. Yes, it is. Alex Whiteley says, airplanes, the tube, buses, or any concealed vehicle freaks people out. The rule should be fighting equals immediate ejection, whether said vehicle is in motion or not. Ha ha. That's, yes, if there's a way to safely eject someone from the plane. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I honestly... Well, there isn't in a place. If there's a way they can figure it out... If you're, I, if you're I, on the tarp, it's one thing. <laughs> I would be fine, in fact, with ditching my original idea about a lifetime ban. Forget the ban. Let's figure out a system where you can eject... I mean, look, you can flush the, the toilet, right? On the plane, and the, the stuff just... I don't, I don't... what I guess it just disintegrates in the air. I don't know. Like, if there's Sometimes. a way... If there's a way that you can, without uh, affecting... Uh, anyone else on the plane, if there's a way that you can uh, get that person into some sort of tube or something and just uh, just push them out of the plane. Well, they do have emergency doors with, with chutes. Because I'm going to be on, I'm going to be honest with you, and this might be a little controversial, but personally and look, I'm not a supporter of capital punishment. I've always opposed it. But I do think in this instance, if you're someone who actually starts a fight on an airplane, you kind of deserve to plunge to your death. I, a little controversial, perhaps, but it is how I genuinely feel. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. 
The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Studies show that people who can count to five without saying one or three can also enjoy the new 245 breakfast deal at Hardee's with made-from-scratch biscuits. Bite into this deal only at Hardee's. Feed your happy. Tax not included. Available for a limited time at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Hey, Matt, and hello, everybody else. Matt, I've got a question for you. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Yes. But when the plane is in the air, um, is it an FAA rule that the cockpit must stay locked? Right, the pilots wouldn't—they wouldn't exit the bathroom, or, or do they? I mean, I guess they, they have their own. They had their own. Think of it, they had the their own bathroom in their cockpit, I believe. I um doesn't the captain? Yeah, but can't the? I, th- I think the captain and the co-pilot can come out, right? Well, while the they, plane's in the it's air, it's been known that it, one of them will come out, not both, and lock the door behind them. It's very rare that happens. It's for safety reasons. And when they are in there and they're flying, he's right, Ron's right. The doors are locked unless someone comes out. Uh, they have control of that cockpit, and they should. Mm. Yeah, it's a good question, though, Ron. I, I because I, I've never. Well, really, yeah, I was uh, just thinking. You know, this is like total well, wrong thing to be thinking. But how a scenario could be a fight could break out, which was looked real, mm-hmm. but it was a uh, staged fight, and there's an opportunity to take over the plane, and people oh, think, that- well, what are you going to use for a weapon? Well. Ceramic knives are sharper than razor blades, and they don't show up with a, mag- a metal detector. So, you know. Don't tell that to the public, Ron. Yes. <laughs> it's going to catch on. Well, let's get to the real important question. Ron, what do you think about my idea? If a fight breaks out on a plane, we, we need some sort of a system to eject whoever is fighting from the plane. And, uh, and, and again, uh, I know, you know, every life is precious and whatever, but I think if you're that much of a D-bag that you start a fight on a plane, you deserve to uh, plunge uh, 30,000 feet to your death. What say you? Well, or, you know, that figure out a way to depressurize the plane and everybody's mask drops down except for the two people that are fighting. Ooh, I like that. I like that. There's a cruelty. Ron. There's a cruelty to that that, yeah. appeal, that appeals to me. Oh, really? I, yes, I like <laughs> that. Oh, yes. So they would suffocate, in other words. Everyone else would be safe. They'd have the masks well, they would, on. They would surely pass out. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they would. Uh, yes. Okay, well, uh, and then. Uh, well, you don't want to have murder either. That That's like cruel punishment. No, 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 not murder. Execution. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, you you make it legal. You make That's it legal. all, and then it's execute. You just execute. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this all began over a fist fight, and now we're really now we're talking about execute. Yeah, we're going a little bit too far. Have I gone too far with it? it? I just feel that if you're if you're that kind of a person, then you're probably one we don't need. You know what I mean? If you're the kind of person who gets into a fight on an airplane, I think we're okay without you. I think society a society will survive uh, without you in it. Tell so, that about Putin. I would love uh, something terrible to happen to Putin. I well, would like Putin dropped out of an airplane. And I don't like to his death. talking bad about people or, or like they claim he may have cancer and I don't wish him bad. But you know what? I, I personally feel we don't need people like him on Earth. No, we just don't. No, I've said it on the show. I hope somebody I, I hope somebody kills him. I hope a, one of those generals just one one of these days says, you know what? I think we've had enough of this. Be just careful. He out. may have your number. I, and I, know that you. People, I know that people go on planes. And in some cases, they're already inebriated. But I, I would assume that 
at some point the flight attendants uh, with all their training could figure out who's who kind of quickly and, uh, you know, shut them off. Well, so they, don't, don't yeah, them, yeah that's, that only helps, like, escalate it. Well, I would say, though, Ron, I, I mean, in that uh, in that instance, I would have the same sympathy for flight attendants as I do for bartenders. You it, Sometimes you just can't tell. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's um, That's true. I mean, you sure. know, obviously people who have experience – Dealing with that, like flight attendants or bartenders, you know, sometimes uh, you get to know because more. they have the yeah. experience, mm-hmm. they might, uh, you know, you know, be able to kind of get an idea. But it's, um, it, I, I think it puts too much responsibility on them. You, you're not going to catch everyone. I mean, not not every bartender knows uh, at what point is it uh, does it cross from mm-hmm. serving to over serving, and same thing with a flight attendant. No, but so. but the the uh, when you get on the plane, they check all your paperwork in there, and if they feel that you're impaired. Uh, and they can ask you not to come on. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can just not let you like on. Like not yeah. having the paperwork. Yeah, if you're visibly drunk, they, they're they not supposed to let you on. By the way, Mike Palapita in the chat says, that's where the snakes on the airplane come in. Now, I have not seen the film Snakes on the Plane, but I will say this. Mike, that gives me an idea. Okay, so if we can't eject them on the plane and let them plunge to their death, and if we can't uh, suffocate them, kind of uh, using Ron's idea. Put a snake around their neck? Uh, no, put a snake in their pants. Oh my god! You hold them down. You get them into a position where they can't, you know, they can't move their limbs, and then you just shove a snake in there, and they have to with the for the rest of the flight, they've got a, a rattlesnake. Set over that snake. They got a rattle, a poisonous rattlesnake in their pants. How great would that be? You are bad. I how am. about this? How about how about this? Is one last idea. Uh huh. Everybody that. Bo- Everybody that boards the plane wears a necklace or a bracelet that's uh, remote controlled. Get out of line, None. push a button. I'm not a robot. 50,000 volts. That would work. No, I'm not a robot. That would work, actually. That would keep people in line. I like that idea, they, Ron. They use it in the courts. I don't. Well, yeah. They use well. it in the courtrooms. They, people that, are, uh, that are, are expected to cause trouble, they give them a belt that can be remotely operated. Settle them down. Well, they do better than they chain their legs and their arms all together, so they can't move anyway. <laughs> uh, well, whatever, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I, I know for a fact they have uh, belts that they. I think we're they, carrying they, this they down a little bit too far. It's not going to happen. We're thinking. We're spitballing. We're You're, thinking. Yeah. We're thinking outside the box, and and in doing so, we're solving the world's problems. Hmm. What an inv- you think you are. What an invaluable service we're providing right now. <laughs> oh right. my God. All right, Ron. Yeah. Anything, anything to add? See you guys. All right, Ron. Thank you. All right, that was our friend Ron. Uh, Melanie in the chat room says, uh, "What if there is a baby crying, like really loud? The baby gets ejected, right? Of course, no. get that baby out." <laughs> no, no, no. You're going too far. You're mad. Oh, you're right. <laughs> have you been? Uh, Melanie, I've, Melanie tricked me. Have no, you been no. prescribing Caputin lately? <laughs> what if the baby is really ugly, though? It has nothing to do with that. Well, the parents. Babies miss? are not ugly to begin with. Are the with. parents gonna miss? Babies the baby are all the- cute. Oh, Charlie. Have you ever looked at like a newborn wow. baby? They're not, when they're like. But everybody says they're cute. When they're fresh out of the shoe, they're not cute. They look like a little alien. So you're going to punish something. a baby that's born on a plane? Come born, on. Born on a plane? Well, some of them are by accident, but they're there. There's time to come. It's time to come. 
Time to get out. <laughs> well, it's that, I, I guess so. It's happened. Yes. Well, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that. That's happened in the world. And they before. do cry when they're first born, well, right? Course, so I guess you can't. So if you have an ejection That policy, tells you they're alive. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you can't. Re- All right. I guess we won't eject babies. You've gone too far. Oh, boy. Uh, Melanie says, I've got a personal rattlesnake. In my- okay. I don't know. <laughs> Forget it. Stop it right <laughs> there. That's one of those I'm not going to read yeah. on the air. Uh, Midas uh, says Glenn needs to write a song about all this. You should write no a song about way. all this. No uh, way! I'm not cruel like that. Melanie says, "Fresh out of the shoot." I'm going to use that one. That's how <laughs> I. That's how I like to describe the miracle of birth. Fresh out of the shoot. That's okay. My mother, apparently, uh, this is a true story. My uh, my mother likes to uh, say that I gave her a very easy delivery. You know, sometimes you don't know. It might be it might be days. It might be a couple hours. Um, my mother says. I was such an easy delivery, I popped out like a piece of toast. Oh. My mother said that I came out too early, like three weeks. Oh, well, you were that's why you were born on a bridge. Well, yeah, because it wasn't where it was they, they weren't where they were they weren't in the hospital where they were expected to be. Apparently my uh my sister Amy uh was a long, like multi day delivery, but me, I was just boom. You were ready to go. I you was sprung ready to out go. of it. I just so was I. I wasn't gonna wait till Christmas. December fourth was my day. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> now Jenny's, uh, laughing, saying things uh, in the chat that I, uh, I am also uh, not going to read on the air. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number 603-250-6007. What were you, uh, you were starting to say, uh, something, uh, Glenn? About what? About Putin. Uh, have you been subscribing to Vladimir Putin? I do Putin? not. I, uh, I see his YouTube videos and I refuse to subscribe. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, Rocky Uber says, my mom said I came out uh, like I was on a water slide. Wow. He came out. Sure. That's pretty quick. That's a nice, easy birth. I bet she was uh, quite pleased. That means the bag opened up and he just went out. The bag? You know how, 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 how you, you break your, your, what's it called? Break you, your water? You break your bag or well, your I water? I haven't given birth, so I, no. But I, I think it's called you break your water and oh. he couldn't wait. He just flew right out. Just flew right out. Follow the water. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, we have a call. We have a call. We'll grab, uh, grab this. Oh, this is Ron calling back. Mm. Hi, Ron. It was so dark I had to feel my way around and crawl out. Oh, does that mean uh, it was a long delivery? Yes. In a dark house? Where were I you had, born? I was just joking, saying oh, I had to okay. joking. crawl out of my mother. In the right. womb. Out. It's the womb. Yeah. The womb. Yes. You, were, you were like a worm. You just crawled right out. <laughs> I, mean, I just kind of dug what found looked for. I looked for the light at the end of the tunnel. Was there one? There must have been. Here I am. Yes, there you go. Very positive. Mike Pelopita says, Glenn <laughs> should sing a song about your bag breaking. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, guy. Oh, boy. All right. See you later. All right. Thank you. All right. That was our friend Ron. Wow. Melanie said, have a good night, everyone. I think she's had enough of our- She's uh, had enough without our, hearing my song our, first. Our, our, birthing, uh, <clears throat> our birthing stories. Yes. We'll, uh, uh, at the end of the show, we'll, uh, we'll, a few more minutes, we'll, we'll play uh, one of your songs. What have you, uh, what are we going to be hearing, Glenn? Well, you have a choice of. Uh, um, oh, we have choices. Yeah, well, there's wow. two choices. Uh-huh. I sent you two. So there's a choice of between uh, Matt Connaughton's uh, 
spitting out of the wound or <laughs> spitting out <laughs> well, of the I'm wound. I'm just kidding. Uh, How you, dare you? The choice you have is I got to find Matt Conti. Well, you know I am pro-choice. Uh, you are huh? to the chagrin of my uh, of my dad, I think. But uh, oh yes. Okay, so uh, I got to put a C. If I don't put a C, it doesn't come up. That's right. C for what? There's, there's a lot of math. What, what does C stand for? Conatin. I just wanted to make sure you could definitely say oh, it. Oh, I can do it. I told you about the first time I was in the Hippo Press, right? They spelled it Cornington. Yeah. That was a that was a, a disheartening moment. Oh, do you have two sites, Matt? Do I? Do I have what? My music that I sent you has disappeared. Uh, let me see if I can. How did uh, that happen? I, I saw it pop up earlier. Uh, Tony Petrello. <laughs> what does Tony say? Tony Petrello in the chat room says, my choice is to shut my radio off. <laughs> Go right ahead. That, that is a good choice. Wow. There are other stations. And Jeff Nyan says, <laughs> uh, if we can play anything but Glenn's songs, I would appreciate it. Oh, I think you have some detract. You know what it is, though, Glenn. Now let's put it in perspective. I'm not concerned. I think these gentlemen are... Maybe a little jealous. It's I think funny how you say that. I think they're jealous of your golden throat. Oh, it's they're, not golden. They're though. jealous Stop that you have that. the voice of an angel. I don't have a voice of an angel. They're but I'll tell you, somebody told me this they're week. They're jealous of your raw talent. Somebody told me this week that I, how dare you, they said, the mm. guy said, uh-huh. you have no right at 69 years old, come out with a new career and make albums. Excuse me. I thought we lived in America, not the USSR. Somebody said that to you, Glenn. Yeah. And that, imagine that. Wow. I don't, this is a free country. I do what I want. Uh huh. As long as I don't commit a crime. Uh, Jeff Nyan says, let's put it in perspective. Glenn is an awful singer. Wow. Well, I'm glad you think so. Well, he's, uh, now, uh, so what What do you think? Uh, do you think Jeff is, um, do you think he's a big fan or uh, like a moderate fan or kind of? No comment. Maybe he's a little indifferent toward no your No comment. Uh, toward, toward, toward your, uh, because, I mean, I have to assume. That he's being sarcastic and he's just kidding around because we all know you have a beautiful voice. I have thick skin. And thick vocal cords. Well, maybe that too. <laughs> yes, I think you But should I do have... not have a golden voice or a voice in an angel. We should stop doing that. You have a voice. You're complicating things. You have a voice. It's my voice. That sounds like. It's an original voice. It's like if someone asked me, Matt, does honey have a sound? I would say, yes, it does. Honey sounds like Glenn, Renee, Julian, Willette. Oh, my God, you're crucifying that's, my name. That's what I, oh, I apologize for that. Uh, Jeff Nine says, huge fan of him not singing. <laughs> and Chris, Now, Crystal says, not everyone can impersonate uh, screeching cats fighting. Oh, my God. Mike Palapita says, a voice that makes young girls cry. Well, that's, wow. that sounds like it might does, does almost it, be a compliment. There is a song that says that. What were you going to say, Mikey? Jeff is not a fan of Mike singing Eva, so. He, he isn't. Yeah. Well, perhaps he's jealous of your talent as well. You know, it's not unusual for people to be jealous of, of very talented people. I suspect these people that don't like us singing should at least not go to karaoke because they won't like them singing. Ooh, we're not yeah. professionals, you know. We're doing it for fun. Well, you told them. Well, it's the truth. Um, uh, Rocky Uber says, yeah, Matt, if murder hornets made honey. Oh, my. Well, that's... Uh, by the way, is there a band yet named uh, Murder Hornets? Because if not, someone needs to start one. You haven't started one yet? No, <laughs> no. 
Jeff Nine says they both suck, but I'll take Mike over Glenn oh anyway. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mike Palapita said, now this is nice. This is nice. Mike Palapita says, Glenn's voice reminds me of Barry Manilow. Really? That's nice. Thank you. Very nice. Have you uh, have you uh, done a rendition of Copacabana? I haven't in the past, yes. Oh, we got to hear that sometime. Uh, I can bring it back sometime. Alex Whiteley says, I have to shoot. I think they say that in the UK. Yeah. Uh, guys, you rock. I'll call in sometime and catch up with y'all. Thank you, Alex. That would be wonderful. And uh, congratulations on your uh, continuing success. Um, boy, my dad loved that song when I was a kid. At the Copa. Oh, really? Copacabana. Uh, so what if, did you figure out what you've sent us? What what the choices are? You said something about choices, and then uh, we got uh, talking about murder hornets or something. Give me sixty seconds. All right. Let me comply with my phone. All right. Glenn is going to go. Uh, Glenn is going to. Uh, you're going to what with your phone? I'm going to talk to my phone. Oh yes. Uh, Rocky Uber says, "Yeah, Matt Barry Manilow with a sore throat." Oh my goodness. Glenn is uh, wow. Oh, I see what Glenn's doing. George Strout, how's that? That's the second song. That's three fourteen. Did you say George Strout? Strout. Oh, Strout. Straight, actually, isn't it? George Strait, yeah. Yeah, George, George Strait. Oh, George Strait. I'm trying to be a European, and I'm not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Why are you trying to be European all I of a sudden? I don't know. Be proud of your Canadian heritage. I am. Good. Then why did you renounce your Canadian citizenship? I did not. I thought you did, dude. Run for mayor. The- I was born on the bridge. I, I, I belong to both. I belong to both. I have a dual citizenship. I thought, out of reverence for Ted Cruz, Ted that, Cruz. that that you decided to Ted uh, Cruz is the one that denounced his Canadian to, to renounce, and he denounces that his father was Cuban, and he was. That's pretty bad. Hmm. So, uh, what is this uh, George Strout uh, song? Didn't I tell you? Did you? Is that what it's called? Didn't I tell you? I don't. I don't remember. I may not have been listening. Oh, wholehearted memory. Uh, which uh, and and how long is it? It's three fourteen. I oh, don't three 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 twenty. Three twenty. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't. I don't see one here. Okay, so a couple more minutes as we uh, approach the end of the program, we'll we'll hear that. And uh, yeah, by the way, Glenn, do you know if uh, your voice has ever uh, made Easy G cry the way Amanda McCarthy does? I don't know. Hmm. I just imagine him uh, at home tearing up uh, listening to you sing. Well, they can always shut off the radio. No, I meant that, you know, because he's very moved uh, well, yeah, some by Amanda McCarthy's yeah. uh, voice. Which, so, uh, which is a good thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when the album comes out, they don't have to buy it, you know. So but you have an album I'm, You have an album coming out? I actually have three coming out. You have three yeah, albums. You, one, got, you a, got a three-album deal. One is a Christian album. The other one is going to be a... a uh, a, a country album, and the third one's going to be a um, a pop album. Oh, I was hoping for... Uh, have you considered releasing something uh, in the style of Norwegian speed metal? No. Okay. Well, think about it. Maybe Mikey can help you. That'd be great. Now, are you going to uh, connect with EZG so he can uh, make you as famous as he has made Amanda McCarthy? I don't know. It's up to him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jenny says, "Hey, the one I picked was two thirty nine. Don't blame me, lol." What? Uh, so, are you? Uh, is this your new direction now? Country songs? Are you going no, to? No, it's uh, not a new direction. Is I do very well with it, and so I've been convinced to, to have a third album, and I'm okay with that. Remember, this the, the sale of these albums are going to be put 
towards the my my nonprofit to educate kids who are oh. not getting educated. Oh, good. So it, the money's not coming in my pocket. That's right, for sure. right. These are, are I'm doing this for fun. These are for fun and for charity. That's right. Now, uh, Jeff Nyan asks a very important legal question. Yeah. Uh, did Glenn pay the ASCAP fees to be able to use these songs? If I do the album, I have to. Ah, but you don't have to do them to record them and uh, have them play it on the radio. No, because it's fun. It's like karaoke. Uh-huh. Um, that'll hold up in court. Uh, Mike Pelopita. I think so. Mike, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Mike Pelopita says, I will buy all of them. They will be played continuously in my showroom. Oh, very nice. That, who see, who that's, is that? That's very nice. And for our enjoyment, he says. Mike Pelopita from one of our sponsors here nice. at WMNH. Thank City you very Cabinetry. much, Mike. Uh, Charles Richardson uh, from the great state of Florida and, of course, host of the Charles Richardson Show says, trust me, I turn off the radio every time I hear Glenn's songs. That's fine. So he's not uh, not yeah, a fan, uh, apparently. That's fine. Uh, that's let's, his right. That is his right. You know why it's his right, Glenn? Because we live in America. Because he's an American. That's, that's right. right. Yes. Uh, DJ Midas says, is Glenn still pulling his music off of Spotify no. because of the Rogan podcast? I never was. Oh, you were never on Spotify. No, I'm not even on it now. I'm not. I've never been. I assume you. Uh, I assume you had an opportunity to be on, and you decided not to because of I, Joe Rogan. No, but even before that, I I was said no. I'm not interested. I, I, you know, you I I don't like being on too many devices. Uh, I I pretty much rely on YouTube. Right. Yes. You don't want to be on too many devices no, because I'm, you know you don't like all the attention that comes with that. No, I do not. No, I'm a humble person. Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, well, we will begin to wrap up, so we have time for Glenn's song. Oh, Mike uh, Pelopita says, uh, Jeff, you're more than welcome to stop by if you find you need to hear all of Glenn's songs. Oh, my God. I'm over 120 now. 120 songs. <laughs> In three months. What would you say the average uh, length of a song is, uh, uh, Glenn, that you've recorded? Three and a half minutes? Uh, four minutes. Four minutes? Because some of them are seven or eight. Some of them, when, when you do opera or you do a uh, theater, theatrical song, it lasts a long time. So I'm not good at math, but uh, so I, uh, little, I say four minutes. A little quick math here. So that means you've recorded 480 minutes of music mm -hmm. divided by 60. So you've got eight hours no, of music. Divided by 90. Now it's been three months now. I was trying to I was trying to figure out how many hours of music. So. Oh, well, I do about I, I I do about two three hours a day. You should get them to play your music at Home Depot, over the. Uh... Oh, they're already considering it. Oh, they are. In fact, I'm in the process of doing a cliche for Home Depot. You're going to do a cliche for well, them. Well, it's like an infomercial. Oh right, you're going to do a a cliche a infomercial. Mu a musical. Well, it has to be oh, a cliche. To, oh, it's going to be a if, musical. If it's not a cliche, it's not going to catch on. Well, Glenn, you, trust me, you don't want people going around saying, "Oh, that Glenn, he's such a cliche." Well, nothing wrong with the word cliche. Well, that's right. So you're going to do a cliche musical for Home Depot. Might they have to accept it? Of course. Right. Yes, but you're in talks. You're you're negotiating well, with them. I wouldn't say I'm for, for your very own cliche <laughs> musical. At Home Depot. Well, that's very exciting. Oh, hello to Chris Rose from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Well, this is exciting, Glenn. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, we'll begin to wrap up. Thank you again to Yaz for coming in for the first hour. Uh, quite a conversation. And thank you, of course, uh, the uh, Texas Mike over there on the couch. And, of course, the People's Mayor, uh, Glenn for uh, Reno, Nevada, no. Jacoby. Glenn Reno Joseph Wallet. Uh, uh, I was so close. You don't speak French, so you can't pronounce it. I guess not. 
And uh, well, <laughs> I probably shouldn't try, but no. I can. Le- anyway, uh, so we will begin to wrap up. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you all. If you missed any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, that's it for us for now. I'll talk to you all a little bit later. And we leave you with Glenn R.J. Ouellette. Bonsoir. Have a good night. Uh, bon, Enjoy. Bonsoir or something. Enjoy. Bonsoir. Yes. Von, von Schwag. Bonsoir. Von, von Schwag. Bonsoir. Balls. Oh, Play the song. Can't, you can't. I, Glenn, you can't. I, can't, I, can't, you can't. I can't say that on the air, Glenn. How dare you? Did you hear? He tried. I to, said. I said good night. You tried to trick me into saying something dirty. No, I don't play like that. A George Strait arrangement, sung in a duet with George Strait and the voice of Benadouillet of Little Lodge Gone Global, and tonight a treat, sung live on the McConnaughton Unleash ninety-five point three FM radio in downtown Manchester. Enjoy. Steve Strout and Glenna Joelette in a duet. Wholehearted memory. Children dies, memories and wines. She's on his mind once again. The same old stool, the same old fool, played by the rules but didn't win. There's an old love in his heart that he can't lose. He tried forgetting, but he knows that it's no use. But a fool-hearted memory, it won't let him see. That she walked out that door, he's got a fool-hearted memory. She sits patiently here every night so it can fool him more. She was this girl. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.